I am your father. This is a Brandon Colby Jacobs from Facebook exclusive. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Touche, my nigga. Touche. Hey. Look, I want to explain. I, I wouldn't have brought a partner if I knew. You're so full of shit. What? You couldn't wait to parade whoever the fuck in front of me and my friends. I'm not parading anybody. And then on some fuck shit, you block me? Wow. Okay, yeah, I blocked you. Because I was tired of seeing pictures of the nigga you fucked while we were together. I didn't post pictures. Nigga, I don't give a fuck who posted the pictures. Dude, you still fucking that nigga? Why do you even Of course, so you still fucking him. No, who else did you fuck while we were together? Are you serious right now? I don't know what the fuck you was out here doing. Apparently. Oh, uh, what I'm doing? Yeah. What about what you're doing? Fucking me while you're with some bitch who works at your bank? And really, nigga, her? Because being some fake-ass music producer's jump-off is better? You know, I bet that nigga's a real fucking gentleman. He's got way more going on than woo-woo. Speaking of, what's up with that? Because I ain't getting no woo-woos on my phone. Was it worth all that time I spent supporting your depressed ass? Probably not as much time as you spent being a fucking hoe. Hey. Yo, what to do what it is, man. It's your boy, Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and you are listening to the Established 1984 Podcast, man. Episode 42. Uh, I didn't think I was actually going to get another episode in between now and when I went to Japan, but then I watched In Shakir last night, and it sort of it sort of made me have some things that I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, so thought it was kind of cool. I mean, I know that you know, there's this assumption that men don't watch Insecure unless, you know, they watching it with their old lady or something like that. And I think that mature people uh, of any sort that like something that has content and, you know, pervades a message of some sort, you know, are usually kind of drawn to shows that are interesting. And I find the show to be terribly interesting and somewhat realistic to kind of what relationships are like. I love the way Issa Rae's mind works. And the way she kind of conceptualize, conceptualizes the black experience and relationships and how they interrelate with each other and how they impact each other and the auth- authenticity of what a lot of relationships are. So I thought that that was pretty cool, um, just kind of watching how her show has grown and developed. And I mean, um, I guess the main purpose of me kind of doing this episode, episode 42, uh, is because... This last episode, the season finale, was hella familiar. Um, it it, uh, it brought back memories of my last relationship um, and what that was like in the experience that you go through, the experience that you go through. Well, really, the whole season kind of just, you know, I was like, damn, like, I see where Lawrence is coming from. But I could also, you know, I could see through Issa's interactions and things that Issa did in season one, you know, cheating with Daniel, all that kind of stuff. I could see, I could see where I went wrong in my last relationship. Um, 
you know, a, a lot of times when infidelity happens, whether that's the guy or whether or not it's the girl, but especially when it's the woman who commits the infidelity, we can't see past uh, how the act of her giving the most intimate part of herself to somebody else makes us feel. We can't see past that. And all we can see is the act itself and not necessarily what caused it. And I think that that's the interesting piece. Um, And I think that that's what resonated with me because, you know, for those of you, spoiler alert, you know, for the people who haven't seen Insecure about this probably is not the show for you. Um, What what I came to the realization of is that a lot of times in relationships, when something goes awry, especially when it's a woman cheating on the guy, you have to examine the totality of the relationship as a whole to kind of get perspective on how something like that may have come about. And in Issa's situation, I think it boiled down and she talked about this on the final episode that she felt like she felt like on a certain level that she was providing the support that Lawrence needed and that he just wasn't stepping up and doing what he needed to do on his end he kind of gotten himself down in the dumps and wasn't didn't at that point was not strong enough to pull himself up. But it took to the end of season two for them to both see what they could have done differently on both sides. Her continuing to provide that support and and being there for him during this trying time and him pulling himself up out of the muck in the miry clay to be the man that Issa always thought that he could be. And man, like when I was just sitting there and I'm watching them and I'm watching them in the kitchen, talking to each other. Um, it really resonated with me personally because I was like, damn, you know, my ex, you know, uh, first of all, she hates my ass. She's probably going to hate that I did this podcast. Um, but you know, I think that when, you know, she did the things that she did. And um, I think that a lot of it just boiled down to the fact that I was a shitty nigga. Like, I let her down. You know what I mean? Like, and that that's the tough part is, you know, like yeah, like when it happened and, and everything went down the way that it went down, you know, I was angry with her. I was so mad. Like, you know, why wasn't she there to support me? Why? Why, you know, when when I almost died in the hotel lobby because I was emotionally distraught over her and the status of our relationship, like, why wouldn't she answer the phone? Why wouldn't she be there? All that kind of stuff. And even, the, you know, when we came back around to each other, you know, like, you know, I, I blamed her a lot of the time for for what went wrong. Like, oh, it's not my fault. It's her fault that this relationship failed. And. The more honest answer is there's blame on all sides. There's more than enough blame to go around. And if we had both just been strong enough to give each other just a little bit more, if I trusted her just a little bit more, like if I had walked back into that relationship and walked back in it fully committed, fully trusting and and with the capacity to be trusted, like where would it where would it have gone? What 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 could it have been? And 
you know, I just kind of, I kind of look at Issa and I look at Lawrence and I go, damn, what could this relationship have just been if Issa could have just been supported for a little while longer before feeling like she had done her time of support? And what could it have been if Lawrence had just been strong enough to get up off that couch sooner than he did? Man, you you may be talking about a whole different situation. And I think that that's real to, to just about every relationship. We spend so much time going around and yelling at a person, you did such and such to me. I'm angry with you because you did. This is your fault. This relationship is ruined because of you. No, what? let's examine all sides of it. Is the relationship ruined because of them or is it ruined because we picked a person who wasn't on our level to be in a relationship to begin with and ended up in the situation that we're in. Did the relationship not work because we weren't strong enough to provide the support necessary for that person to grow and blossom into the spouse, significant other that we needed? Hmm. I think one of my greatest regrets uh, among a variety of regrets that I have is not being the man that my ex needed. I mean, I don't I don't think I was a bad guy. Um, I just wasn't who she needed when she needed me to be. Whatever it was she needed me to be at a given time, you know. When she needed me to be supportive, I was fed up. I didn't want to be supportive. When she needed me to be emotionally available, I was boss hog. Too strong to be emotionally available. When I needed to pull myself up by my bootstraps and be a man for her, I was too emotionally broken to do it. And and it's just, it's unfortunate that we can't examine the authenticity all the time of what our circumstances are. Because if we can just see things for what they actually are and not because of what we want them to be, man, we could go we could go so much further in relationships. Relationships would last so much longer. The relationship failed because they failed to communicate their needs. I think you're exactly right. I think that that's that's true in just about every relationship. Just about all relationships fail because of two things, because people are not communicating their needs and because the partner isn't considerate of the other person's needs. I think that I think that more often than not, that that goes a long way in relationships succeeding or failing. But um, and I, I look at. Issa now you know going back to Daniel you know at the at the end of the last episode and it's like that that's a reflection of when uh you know and men are guilty of this too but it, for Issa what it was was I have nowhere else to turn I'm too stubborn to tell Lawrence I want him back what do I need to do this is the situation I'm in there's so much that she could have said, so much she she could have done at that door. Because even you look at you look at what was running through her head when they did that kind of projection of her thoughts, you know, with the wedding and all that kind of stuff. 
it was it was almost like, damn, Issa, just tell him. Just tell him, right? If you just tell the man, you know, you don't know what he's going to say. Give him the opportunity to tell you how he really feels. To say, baby, come on, come stay with me. Or, baby, I, I, I love you, but I can't. I can't be with you again. You know, like, give him the opportunity. But because no one wants to be the person to stand up and go, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Please take me back. Or they feel like they've done it too many times. You end up wandering around with some nigga. And people do this all the time. They spend years with Daniel. Spend years with Daniel. Or in Lawrence's situation, they spend years with Tasha. Right? Spend years with him. Which, there was no, there's nothing particularly wrong with Daniel as a human being. There's nothing particularly wrong with Tasha. They're just not the people for Lawrence and Issa. And they all they're doing is spinning their wheels, man. You know, going along to get along. You know, the person's just right enough to not be wrong. Like, what kind of life is that to live? I mean, but they're not the only ones going along to get along. Molly know her black ass need to be with Quentin, but she run around behind Dro. Because, and why is that? Because Quentin isn't aesthetically what Molly feels like she should be with. Not saying that Dro's a bad guy, because I mean, like, I'm not here to tell anybody how their relationships should be, whether or not you should be in an open relationship, all this kind of stuff. That's not for me to say. First of all, we don't even really know if Dro's wife is really cool with that. But, you know, that's the, the narrative that they've presented. But, I mean, Quentin is supportive. Quentin is successful. Quentin makes her laugh. Quentin makes her smile. But Molly got to be with the light-skinned nigga that's tall and look like, you know, one of the, the Barge brothers or some shit. For what? What what long-term edification does that bring to her life? You know what I'm saying? Complete waste of time. I just, I, I swear, if I could go back and I could, I could do some things over again. And this isn't to say that I even would want to be with my ex again. But I feel like she deserves so much more from me than what I gave her. You know, I, I really do believe that she deserved so much more from me than what I gave her. And and I'm sorry for that. Um man, if you're not watching, if you're not watching uh Insecure Man, I strongly encourage you, you know, single black men, men with wives, men with girlfriends, go watch it. Because it it speaks volumes to the black experience in black relationships. It really does. Um, because when I was sitting here looking at this, um, I said, damn, <laughs> I don't know what Molly has to be an AKA. I, I, I have no idea, <laughs> you know, but I just, man, I, I, these, these characters seem so so connected to the life I know that I've that I've led over time that I, you know, you just you want for you want for Issa and Lawrence to get back together, but it may not be the right thing. Like it's not right for me and my ex to get back together. Like it wouldn't at this point it wouldn't make sense. 
do I love her? Yeah, I will always love my ex. She means she means the world to me. I want her to be happy. I don't want to be with her though. But I do wonder if I had done right, what that situation would have turned into. You know, and I guess it's just kind of like, man, we got to do better. I think that's what when I walked away watching this last episode, uh, I was like, man, we as men got to do better in our relationships. We got to do better with the way that we treat women. We got to not be so afraid to tell women how we feel. We have to not be afraid to look at ourselves and say, I'm not giving enough to this relationship. You know, we, we've got to be strong enough to not be so quick to quit a relationship. So that's just my thoughts, my feelings. You may feel differently, but um, I really appreciated the show. I feel bad for uh, a partner, man. She's a she seems like a really nice girl. Um, I think that she if there was any girl that should be the next girl. For Lawrence, it would be her because I think that she provides a certain level of honesty. I think that she's flawed on on some level for not necessarily being as considerate to, you know, the guy that she's dating as she could have been, you know. Yeah, he's got to be afraid. He can't be afraid to be open with that woman and honest with the high about how he feels, because that situation that took place in the car could have gone completely different. If he had just sat a partner down and just had a conversation with her, I think that it could have gone completely different. You know, um, I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering how everything is going to play out with Dro. I was amazed that we didn't see Tasha again anytime soon. So, um, Eric, whenever you're ready, man, I'm happy to get on your show. Um, I was surprised to that we didn't see Tasha again. Um, you know, after that one phone call with Lawrence, I feel like we're gonna see her again at some point. I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see Tasha again at some point. Um, Chad be giving Lawrence some badass advice. He's not a quality friend, in my opinion. Um, I, I hope things and, and I hope things work out for Issa. Um, you know, in this next season, how things all turn out and. You know, I I hope things uh I hope things uh really kind of like grow with Daniel because Daniel seems like a good guy just in a fucked up situation. I I don't think that he's a terrible human being at all. Um, I'm curious to what see what's gonna happen when Quentin finds out about Dro and how that whole process goes down. Cause I don't think he's gonna be confrontational with Dro, but I do think he gonna he gonna read Molly, and I think that it's gonna leave her changed. So, um, great, uh, great show, man. If you're not watching Insecure, man, I strongly encourage that you do so, man. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out some of the other episodes of my podcast, it's usually driven around music, but I just wanted to do a quick episode because, you know, I really fucking like this show. I like it almost as much as I like Power, but I like them both for different reasons. Um, and Power didn't. Power didn't resonate with me in a personal way to where I was like, yo, I need to sit down and talk about this on a podcast. So um, 
you know, man, if you need to get a hold of me, you can hit me up on the email EST1984podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up at EST1984podcast on Instagram. Or if, if you want to hit me up on my personal Instagram, you can hit me up at Brandon Kobe Jacobs. I'm Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and you've been listening to the Established 1984 Podcast. Take care. control one night you waited for me yeah I uh I didn't like the way we ended things me neither and I don't know I just feel like I'm fucking everything up right now well, you've come to the right place. you that it wasn't about you. 
only ever loved me and expected me to want the best for you. And I promised I did. I still do. Time would be wasted They got nothing on you, baby 